This Stand Student Podcast is brought to you by Stand, a Swiss educational development initiative by Irish Aid. Learn more about the work that Stand does with young people across Ireland at stand.ie. Hello and welcome to episode number four of the podcast series on the DRC. This week, We are starting a new section of this series and we will be focusing on economics, international trade and supply chains. In this week's podcast, we are joined by Dr. David Nyaluka, UCD Proudly Made in Africa Fellow in Business and Development in the UCD College of Business. Welcome, Dr. Nyaluka. Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Maria. Thank you for having me in the podcast. It's really a pleasure uh, to be here and uh, to discuss with you uh, for the people and the students and everyone with interest in the subject to to listen to us. Thank you so much. So we're going to start with the first question. So could you tell us a little bit about your research and what Proudly Made in Africa stands for, please? Yes. So I, I am myself, I am from Tanzania and uh, I, I, I was born there, I grew up there and I did my studies in Tanzania uh, for primary, secondary school and I, I did my first degree in the University of Dar es Salaam in, in Tanzania and my interest has always been in, in politics and development. And then later on, I developed interest in the in the in in the international relations of the African countries, particularly the political and also the economic relations of the African countries with the external countries. So um, from from my my studying at the University of Dar es Salaam, and later on, I went to the University of uh, of Amsterdam in in Holland and uh, and Italy a little bit for a short time. I also did some study in um, Hungary, and then I came to Ireland to do my PhD. And uh, doing my PhD, I focused more, looking more at the at the two processes, maybe three processes. How are the African countries have? How have they developed since they got independence in the 60s uh, in terms of uh, politics, democracy, and in terms of development, and then in terms of their political and international relations with other countries. So it's a kind of broad subject, but I use the case of Tanzania, the the country that I come from, to analyze those processes. And um, so I did my PhD in DCU, uh, W6 University. Upon finishing, I I then began working as a a lecturer in in various uh, uh, colleges. Um, And then uh, since 2017, I got a job with um, with Proudly Made in Africa, uh, combining myself to work also in uh, UCD as a Proudly Made in Africa fellow, teaching uh, the subject of doing business uh, in Africa and the sustainable development. So my research at the current time, I I, I delve more into looking at uh, basically how can we reform the international trade, particularly the international trade system. Uh, so that this system is is more fair for for African countries and the other countries that are financially uh, poor, 
so that they can also benefit. Uh, so that's what I'm investigating. So I'm looking at various sectors, how the different reforms of the international system could happen to make, uh, to make uh, the, uh, the, the poor countries financially get more uh, out of the international trade system. So that is my research interest at the moment. Perfect. And what about uh, Proudly Made in Africa? What does it stand for? Yes, so so Proudly Made in Africa, in fact, it is interesting. Even the name itself, it attracted me. I, I'm, I'm always a proud African, <laughs> so a proud Tanzanian as well. So just having the name Proudly Made in Africa, I was attracted to this um, to this organization. And uh, it's an interesting uh, kind of social enterprise because and, and non-government organization because you know like here in Ireland and I think in many European countries as well there is a, a big sector or maybe not big but a, a vocal and important sector in terms of the uh, development assistance to African countries so for example in, here in Ireland you would have organizations like Concern, Trocare, um, um, you know, even uh, some of them like Plan, they, they are all here, uh, Christian Aid, they are all here, uh, working to, and even governments, even governments working to provide development assistance to African and other poor countries. So, so, so Proud Made in Africa is in this area, but really they don't focus on uh, mobilizing uh, financial resources and other resources for development assistance to African countries. They focus on trade. They focus on, 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 on enabling African countries to trade internationally and to get a fair share in trading with other markets. So that's what they advocate. And they advocate particularly for uh, products that are made in African countries, because when uh, in African countries and the poor countries, because when products are made in those countries, uh, uh, most of the money, or you can say even 50% of the money, up to 60% of the money remains in those countries. But when those countries sell raw products, you know, they like in Africa, we produce cocoa, coffee, we produce a lot of minerals as well. But when we sell those products without adding value, without you know making products from 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 Africa ourselves and selling the products, we really get almost nothing out of those activities. So people would be in Africa, they would work hard in the in the in the farms, in the sun, you know, all the family, all the children. Because in Africa, some not sometimes, but in Africa, the way we are bringing people, the the the, the school. The school is by, by living, so, so even with children, it's not a child labor, but we begin with them to work, you know, to work slowly. You, so if you're a big person, because we, we use hand, hand tools, so if you're, if you're an old man or older person, you get, say, we use hoe, for example, a hoe to cultivate, so you will be given a big hoe because you are, you are big. But if you are, you are a little one, you are a little child, you will be given a small one, a really small one for you to begin to learn how to cultivate. So all these people will be working in the farms and everybody, they produce. But you know, when we sell those things without, without adding value to them, we get almost nothing. And if I can, I can elaborate more, say for example, uh, even say, take for example, Take, for example, coffee. 
yeah, coffee. Now, coffee, in actual fact, if you see the, 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 the way the, the supply chains, only, 50, only 15% of the money remains in Africa or countries that produce coffee. The rest of the money, like 85% of the value, is gotten in countries where they, they manufacture the coffee and, and, and sell the coffee. Yeah, so so then, you know, and in most cases, so Africa because they get like 10%, so euro or 100, 100 cents, then these guys, you know, they, they get only 10 cents and the rest of the world gets 90 cents. So so that is that is the, the kind of um, a, a system that the cloud made in Africa is trying to change, is saying, Yes, we, we can mobilize the resources to get resources to assist African countries and the poor countries, but let's mobilize those resources so that those countries can at least uh, manufacture products. And then those products get uh, access to the markets, to these other European markets, American markets. And then they can get maybe 50% of the value. So imagine if people would get, you know, people that have been getting 10 cents, uh, 15 cents for everything that they were selling. Imagine when they begin to get uh, 50 cents. Imagine when, when, they, they, when they begin to get 60% of, of the money, 70% of the money. How would that transform their development and their life? So that is, uh, that is uh, the, the dynamic that uh, Cloud Made in Africa is trying to deal with. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to join this organization. Uh, my role there, I... I, I do most of the teaching in, in the college in UCD, uh, UCD uh, University College Dublin uh, College of Business, but I also go to other, to other business schools in, 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 um, in, uh, in colleges like Trinity, um, you know, you name them, uh, TU, uh, I go up to regions like Cork, uh, Limerick, I go as far as Belfast. So at the moment I am doing about um, um, about 15 to 16 colleges uh, in a year uh, trying to, to work with the lecturers to teach about doing business in Africa and the sustainable development. Uh, yes. And my colleagues, uh, so our CEO, uh, Vic Brennan, and uh, our sourcing manager, uh, Fina Kickman, so these they are working uh, with the with the in the office with the with the producers always on the line with the producers in Africa, uh, and even making trips to Africa, uh, trying to, uh, to 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 spread and help them to fulfill this mission of, of manufacturing products in Africa and sending sending here. We get because we are still in the development sector, so we get assistance from 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 Irish government and also from the public. Uh, just like other NGOs like Concern, Trocare, they get assistance also from the public and from the Irish government to do what they're doing. We get the same money as well to, to do what we are doing, but we don't, you know, bring it as development assistance to African countries. We use that money to help them, to help African countries and the producers to manufacture. And then we help them try to get a market here in Europe and America and other places for the manufactured products. Perfect. And so would you say then that, en that enterprise promotion is more effective than giving financial aid to governments? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That is, that is, that is more beneficial. It has a lot more multiplier effect 
and I would say is kind of less corruption. There is less corruption there because when you enable people that are running businesses in Africa, small businesses, small enterprises, producers to manufacture those products themselves, and so basically you are you are not you are not you are not going very much through the governments. You are really dealing with the people that are are working the land with people that are working the industry. Uh, so you have, you have direct kind of relations with those with those people that are producing and they get direct benefit by being able to find a market here in, in Europe. And this is even more sustainable because once they've got the market, they don't really need to receive aid again, you know. And even this aid, because it's not channeled through different channels, there's no corruption to this, to this kind of assistance, you know, is people dealing with people. And many people uh, uh, sustainably uh, man manufacturing and uh, being able to link up with buyers. So the, we establish a link between between the, the 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 producers, the manufactured products, and the buyers here who sell and sell these products to the to the to the to the customers in in in, in the European and the, and the American market. So 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 that's what we do, and there is no. Is more effective, I would say. It's more effective and is more sustainable uh, going forward, even for the African countries, as as as, as a case as it is a case. Great, and then, well, I know this might be a little bit complex, and maybe you have already told us a little bit about this. But what would you say are the main reasons why Africa remains poor to this day, even if it's so rich in resources? Yes. So, so, so these days I tend, I, I tend to be, I don't know if I, I tend to be more philosophical about this. So I normally say these countries are not poor because then we have to divine poverty. Because as you said there, Maria, yourself, that these countries are poor, but they are very rich in resources. So these countries are rich. They are actually rich. They are not poor. They are, they are, they are rich. They, they have resources and also they have industrious people. Like we find in Proud Med in Africa, that you know there is this industrious uh, there is a there is a there is a, a genius there is innovation uh, in african there is capacity in african countries to generate so there is a, a richness in in resources both natural but also the human resources like uh, in africa now we are talking about the population the population there is growing uh, big is a big population uh, mostly young people and most of them now they are getting education so, so, so there are, these countries are rich in that sense. Poverty uh, and other development comes because I, I would say there is, of course, internal problems. There is internal problems in African countries, maybe democracy, maybe, maybe how the economies are organized, you know, particularly uh, the government, how they get the money, how they use the money back to the, to the, to, to the, to the system. Uh, there is a all those kind of problems but the main i would say the main problem for african countries to be poor is the international trade system yeah that uh, what african countries have and what the african people are doing to produce every day when they and most of it is, is geared towards the international market they don't get a fair share in that trade system and this system began long time it began long time. It began with the with the colonialism. It began with the enslavement in in the African countries, 
and 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 it, it was, this system was was not made by negotiation by agreement with the african people it was made by by force you know people from europe in those times they went to africa they invaded african countries african people resisted they resisted that uh, that invasion uh, the only thing that will happen then the african uh, people had weak weapons that's that's the only difference they had weak weapons and these guys had weak, superior weapons so they conquered them yeah they conquered the, the african people and then they established in those system the economies the kind of trade links between african countries and these other countries dictating the terms it wasn't that they they went there and said okay guys we are here we want to do business because if if they came there and say hey hey guys we are here we want to do business these are say hey guys welcome and this is how we can all do business and this is how we can all benefit but they used to force and they actually the, a lot of people a lot of the african leaders at the time they fought back but they, you know they were defeated and some of them were killed there is a story of uh, of resistance actually this happened in tanzania uh, one chief he had his own people and the, the germans when, when they were, do, were doing colonialism they went there they invaded that place and this chief he organized resistance to them so they fought first time they fought first time actually they defeated the germans the, the troops that went there they defeated they actually even killed the the general of of, of that uh, of that troop. So the Germans went back and they organized much more stronger force, and they went back and they they fought a big battle and uh, these guys resisted, but they were most of them they were killed. So this chief, uh, as he was about to be killed, he ran away, he ran away, and uh, rather than being killed by the Germans, he killed himself. Yeah, he just took a spear and he killed himself before waiting for them to, to kill him. So so what what they, what then he did, what the Germans did actually, they, they chopped his head and they took the head to German. They took the head to German. Yeah. That head stayed in German from 1905 to 1954. The people in Tanzania demanded that we want the head of our chief bring it back you know so maria this is this is how colonialism was imposed in african countries and then on top of that look at the slave trade how many people were killed on the way how many people were taken to various parts of uh, americas everywhere by european european civilized business people you know so this is this is how the international trade system was was established in various not only in Africa in various parts of the world it was established by force by 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 all sorts of um, uh, uh, killings and and everything and this is what we have today so so today we are working on a system that 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 has a lot of of blood in it and it's still bloody because it, it's still exploiting people and this is a, this is interesting because the, because we need to work to change this and it has a history yeah so 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 the poverty of these african countries and other countries is not really poverty it's not really underdevelopment it is it has to do with the, the way the the powerful uh, forces the powerful people which which i think have been europeans uh, and, and the european american um, you know and maybe other people now that are coming you know they are, they are powerful now how they use the power because you know 
even if you are powerful, we have to use this power. Now we are all human beings. We are all on Earth. We share this planet. We are all citizens of this planet. So we can work together for the benefit of everybody, and we can all prosper. So, 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 so that is that is where the poverty of Africa is. And I think then, of course, then they, they use the, we use the word aid, helping African countries and aiding African countries and poverty in African countries and other countries. There's actually no poverty. What is actually causing problems is the exploitation, exploitation. And I think. Proudly made in Africa, the, the work they are doing is very, very important because also it's about uh, changing perception as well. Uh, changing perception because, you know, especially with with other sectors that are doing development, they they continue to perpetuate the image that you know these people they need help, they are poor, so we have to help them, and behind that is hidden the exploitation exploitative system that we have yeah so so these are some of the contradictions in terms of uh, talking about poverty and the development and underdevelopment uh in africa and in various other countries right thank you so much for that and i just wanted to ask you because now it seems that china is um taking also a role there and yeah, it's been discussed whether they're doing a better job than maybe other humanitarian projects from Europe or the US uh, have done before. And what is the role of all these countries to help Africa today? Um, what is your opinion about the different countries? The different countries, yeah. So China, yeah, so China is there, the European, European Americans, they they have been there in 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 in, in Africa and and Maria you're using the word help helping Africa no they are not helping yeah I they can, are there I can for their that. interest for their business interest uh, they are there for for yeah so business interest and other political interest as well but mostly business in the economic interest they are there for economic interest the Europeans before then European Americans before then. They were there for interest, not helping Africa. No one, no one is helping anybody. Nobody is helping anybody. The people out there to do business. All we are asking is that the business should be done fairly. Especially now we are realizing that we are all citizens of this planet Earth. Uh, if we organize ourselves better, we can all have prosperity. We can all, you know, we can all uh, uh, work and have pleasure. We can, you know, we can all have good life, you know, but we are not organizing better. And actually, now we are even seeing that the way we are doing it, uh, even what is happening is just benefiting a few people. You know, it's not sustainable. This, this, this world will collapse because of climate change and 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 the the way we have destroyed the environment. And uh, and this, even what is happening is not even benefiting a lot of people. It's just uh, you know, even in Europe, you know. Of course, the Europeans and uh, and uh, and uh, Americans uh, uh, and uh, maybe other other places that are richer, they survive on 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 this exploitation, uh, but it's not sustainable. So 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 and and uh, and for Africa, Africa is not being helped. It has never been helped by by Europeans, by European Americans. It has never been helped. It's not being helped by the Chinese. The Chinese are out there to do business with the African people. 
at least with the Chinese, they are coming there. So, so they are coming is different because, the, the, as I was saying, the colonial, the colonial Europeans, you know, the Europeans and the European Americans who did slavery and the colonialism in Africa, they went there and they used force. They killed people. They they commanded the country. The Chinese are not doing that. They are, they are going there. They are meeting Africans, independent Africans, independent countries, independent leaders. So they are negotiating. They are negotiating. So it's, it's a bit different from what the Europeans did with colonialism and enslavement. And uh, even more now with the Chinese, I think they are there to negotiate the, the best deals, you know, the best deals. And uh, what's happening with the Chinese is that, you know, in the African countries, what I'd say that they, they get the they get the benefit according to what country they find. Yeah, so in some countries, they get really good deals. You know, they get really, really good deals because maybe the government is corrupt. You know, the government is corrupt. But in some countries, no, they don't get a, a, a good deal. You know, they get, they get some deal, but they don't get a good deal. And uh, sometimes they get bad deals. Sometimes they get no deal. Like, uh, like in Tanzania, uh, we had a, we had a, we, we have a, we have a, we have changed the government. We changed the government uh, last five years. Yeah, we, we have a new president. So the new president has the Chinese were given. They were about to be given a, a whole area, a whole big port area. Yeah, they were given very very lucrative contract. So this president came in and said, "Let's look at this contract. This contract doesn't make sense. Do you Chinese think this?" Is, is making sense? Does it make sense to you? Do you think it makes sense to me and my people? No, it doesn't make sense. So we are going to scrap this. Give us a good deal or we don't we don't give you any deal. So the Chinese look at that and say, oh, no, this seems to be, no, 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 no. So we, we, we will pull out. So they they, they left. They, 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 they left that deal. Yeah. He went to another project. We have a big project to build a dam that will provide a huge amount of electricity in, in Tanzania. Yeah, huge amount of electricity in Tanzania. And uh, the Chinese put a bite, they put a bite for to build that project. And the government looked at the, that project, they said, Chinese are really serious. Can you give us a better deal to build this? Like, you know, because this is too expensive, it's too. And the Chinese said, yeah, no, this is, said, okay, no, we, we don't think that the deal we are giving us is good. So we will try to find other people that can give us a, a better deal. So they found constructors of dam from Egypt, yeah, from Egypt in Africa itself, yeah. So Africa, at, 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 at Tanzania and African countries, they got uh, Egyptians to build the dam. They are also, they are also African country, and uh, and you bet, I bet you. I mean, this this the Egyptians they've been dealing with water all the time. So why would African countries go to China and Europe to get dam builders, dam builders? when they can get the builders from Africa itself in a cheaper price and they, and they keep the money in Africa. So, 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 that, so that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the Chinese in Africa, they are not plundering Africa. They are getting the deals according to what government and what people they find on the ground. And that one is a mixed bag. There is good governments in Africa. There is not so good government in Africa. There is bad governments. And maybe there is ugly governments. So the scale of what the Chinese are getting is in that good, not so good, a little bit good, uh, maybe 
but maybe ugly. Yeah, so so depending on the situation. And it's the same with the Europeans, the same with Europeans. You, you remember uh, in, in Nigeria, Nigeria, there was a, a number of corrupt governments, and then you had companies from, from Europe, Shell, for example, Shell, they were operating in Nigeria. They were colluding with the government to get cheaper uh, oil, uh, to pollute the environment, and even when the local people resisted for the destruction of their environment, the, the Shell company colluded with the government to kill these activities. You know, a man called Ken Sarawiwa from Ogoni tribe in, in Nigeria, he was killed because, uh, because they were resisting Shell to destroy the, the, their community and environment and they pay a fair price, you know, and, and this is this, this is what this is what happened. Yeah. So so as I'm saying, the Chinese, okay, but Europe has been there. Europe has been there. They've been uh exploiting Africa uh, from colonialism to slavery, uh even after independence, the international system where we are talking about most of the trade that African countries have been doing until China has been focused with European and American. And the American, uh, American uh, country, the, U the USA, the Europe, and the USA, the big trading partners of Africa. Because the, especially with the Europe, that is the, since colonialism, the, the the trade system was linked between Africa and the Europe. Yeah, and is Europe that has been exploiting Africa, colonialism, enslavement. After independence, they don't like to reform the international trade system. African countries and the other poor countries. When they got independence in 1961, they fought for the change of the international trade system in the UN. They were fighting for something called a new international economic order, NEO, new economic international order. You, are, you can study this, you, 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 you are young, you Maria and there may be other students and maybe other young people, you can study this, uh, uh, look at it, they fought for that, but the, the, you know the, the big countries again, European countries. You know they are in the UN Security Council. Who are in the Security Council? There is not even one African country there. Is European countries? They fought. They fought for this system not to be changed. They frustrated that, frustrated that that initiative. You know, but but African countries. One of the things that put them back in terms of developing fast is the, the modern technology yeah the te te technology to build to to make things in in the modern way in the modern in the past of course african countries were developed they developed medicine they developed everything to make sure that they they can live people can live but also maria you go back in the days you you have kingdoms in africa mari Songhai, Ghana, until today you have you have Ashanti Kingdom. Eh? All these kingdoms, powerful technologically, the way they were administering themselves, Uganda Kingdom. When Mtapa go to Zimbabwe, Zulu in, in, in South Africa, everywhere, this this very in, interesting kingdoms come up to Egypt, Egypt going south to the Nile. In fact, even the situation, the situation in Egypt, it didn't begin in Egypt. It began further south, in in the further south in the in the continent of Africa, 
and it began to go up, Axum, yes, Sudan going, 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 going upwards. These countries were developed in all kind of development that, that you, you could imagine. But then they stagnated with the, with the Europeans coming to destabilize them, uh, take the people, colonize, exploit, you know. So as I was saying, when we got independence, we began with the other countries now in Latin America, because the same thing was happening to Latin America, Asian countries, even China that now is a powerful economical country. It was poor. China was fighting with African countries together. There was something called a group of 77, group of 77 in the United This was a group of 77 plus China. They were fighting for the new international economic order. But that was frustrated. So what I was saying, Maria, the big thing that stopped these countries is the, is the technology. Yeah, very difficult to get technology. So African countries to get technology, they had to send people to study abroad. Uh, you have orders maybe from, from European countries or whatever, because, you know, technology wanted to do it. And, they, you know, they, there was also a mystery about technology and all this. But this is changing fast. It's changing fast because now we have something called the Internet. The Internet is changing the equation because you can get technology just by downloading it, just by sitting somewhere and downloading that technology. You know, even if you want to go to the moon, you can sit down, download all the information you need to create something to go to the moon, anything you want to do. And the African countries are taking that. And in the last 20 years, there's massive transformation in African countries. Young people uh, with the internet, with the internet in their mobile phones. In Africa, we use, we use a lot of uh, uh, internet through mobile phone. Many people have, might, not, might not even have seen a computer. They might have not seen a laptop, but they are now talking the, in the phone. They are downloading stuff in the phone. We are developing apps in Africa. We are developing the technology. Yeah, and it's all because now is these things are accessible easily. And this is transforming the, the African countries. When the African countries got independence in 1961, they were very eager to develop very fast. But one thing that pulled them back was the technology. So now with the will, uh, with the will and with the putting the house in order, they are doing fantastic uh, progress in the African countries. The progress in the, in the African countries in the last 20 years is, is momentous. It's momentous the way the different African countries uh, have been developing. And even just the, the, the fact of having mobile phone, mobile phone and then fuse that with internet, is, is, it has brought a lot of transformation in the African countries. And I think now when we're talking about producing in Africa, uh, manufacturing in Africa, uh, you will see slowly brands are emerging in Africa and they are coming to Europe and America with products, products that are, are ready to use, that are good to use, made from Africa completely. Uh, and these brands will, will begin to compete in the, in, the global, in the global market because that transformation is happening in the in the African countries, and all, all we are doing in Crowd Made in Africa is to help to accelerate these uh, these these processes. Thank you so much, and I just feel it's amazing and so so fascinating uh, that you're talking about the real truth. I just feel like sometimes, um, yeah, Western countries have concealed all these injustices 
or not even concealed, but just make them taboo so they're not talked about. And thank you so much for like making us acknowledge that. And I, and I hope like everyone that is listening to us can see that all the injustices have to be, like, as you say, we have to change the whole structure um, to make it more just. And we're definitely not helping. It doesn't matter how they conceal it or they, uh, they don't talk about it. So thank you about that. And just- Welcome, 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 Maria, welcome, Maria. This is the end of the first part of this interview. We will be posting the second part next week, so make sure you don't miss out. In the meantime, make sure you check the projects that Proudly Made in Africa is currently supporting on their webpage, proudlymadeinafrica.org, as well as other social media links, which I left in the reference page. Also, we, you can see some of the products uh, that are being currently developed by these uh, African companies in the main page of the podcasts. This is an amazing initiative and it must be, as you heard, is so important that international trade is changed, that the whole structure is changed. And I think that really starts with just supporting small businesses that at some point then become bigger. So make sure definitely that you check their web page so you can see some of the products that are currently being developed. And on this on this note, uh, thank you very much for listening and take care and see you next week.